Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. This is Tom Clavin, and welcome back to Unknown History, Dodge City. For the next few weeks, I'm bringing you stories based on my book about Wyatt Earp, Bat Masterson, and the wickedest town in the American West. In this episode, I want to talk about Bat Masterson. Some people recognize the name. Some people of a certain age will remember a television show starring Gene Barry in the late 1950s. Bat Masterson, though, has pretty much been almost erased from popular culture, overshadowed by Wyatt Earp, uh, overshadowed by Wild Bill Hickok and some other legendary figures. And that's too bad because he had as amazing, if not more amazing, a life than those people I just mentioned or many of the other characters of the of the Old West. Bat Masterson was an original. He was somebody who was almost fearless. He was a lawman. He was a gambler. He was a army scout. Uh, he was a businessman. He hosted uh, a vaudeville uh, theater. Uh, all of the above and more, and that was Bat Masterson. So let me spend a few minutes telling you about his uh, really great pioneer life. Uh, he always claimed he was born in Illinois, but Bat Masterson was actually born in Canada. Uh, he was one of five Masterson brothers, uh, and the family moved from Canada to upstate New York. They were farmers, and they moved from upstate New York. They kept working their way south and to the west and eventually ended up on a farm about 12 miles uh, outside of Wichita, Kansas. And Bat was a restless sort from the beginning. I mean, he was the second oldest. His brother Ed was the oldest one. Then came Bat. Then came uh, Tom Masterson was another one. And Bill, there was a whole bunch of James, Jim Masterson, a whole bunch of Masterson boys. When he was still a teenager, Bat Masterson decided, you know what, I can't stand being on the farm anymore. And he convinced his brother Ed, who was kind of a mild-mannered sort, to uh, accompany him on an adventure as buffalo hunters. And they were pretty good at buffalo hunting. It was dirty, slimy, disgusting work out on the uh, the prairie to hunt down these buffaloes. That's where Bat became a really good marksman, too. Uh, you had to cut them up and skin them and do all kinds of things to them. But if you were a young man looking to make some money, this was the job to have because there were more than enough buffalo to go around. So Bat and his brother became buffalo hunters, and they made some money. And uh, after a while, understandably, Bat said, I've had enough of buffalo hunting. And uh, he became an army scout. Uh, He had roamed, as a buffalo hunter, had roamed the prairie and the frontier quite a bit. And he had a pretty good knowledge, and he encountered Indians along the way, sometimes uh, in fights. Uh, So he was not even 20 yet, and he was already an experienced plainsman. Uh, he was hired by the Army. Uh, one of the adventures that he was on uh, was the Battle of the Adobe Walls, which took place in the Panhandle of Texas. Uh, he accompanied uh, a small number of troops and some uh, uh, prospectors and some uh, buffalo hunters and some businessmen, and they established this outpost at Adobe Walls, not quite realizing that that outpost was claimed by the Comanche under the command of Quanah Parker. And Quanah Parker did not take kindly to these 40 or so men who were occupying uh, this this little place called Adobe Walls. And he attacked them. 
there was a very fierce fight, and Bat really just uh, several people were killed, an uh, untold number of Indians were killed, and uh, Bat really distinguished himself both as a sharpshooter but also in the hand-to-hand combat. And so he uh, he emerged pretty much unscathed. That wasn't true of some of the others. And uh, he decided, okay, I'm going to head back and find a different kind of Army Scout job, which he did. And this involved another adventure because the Indians, a different band of Indians, had captured a family. Actually, they killed the parents. And they kidnapped the four daughters. And uh, the band then split in two, and one group took two of the daughters, another group took two, two of the daughters. And uh, Bat and uh, several of the other Army Scouts vowed that they were going to get those girls back. And they did. It took months and months and months of tracking down first the one band that free those two daughters and then the other one. Uh, some of you listeners will know the film The Searchers with John Wayne, in which he and Jeffrey Hunter, his nephew, go in search of uh, his niece and eventually find her. She was played by Natalie Wood. And some of the inspiration for that movie came from this adventure starring Bat Masterson, the tracking down of these girls. Uh, eventually, he was able to return all four of them uh, to their relatives. Uh, Bat was on his way to check out Dodge City when uh, he stopped in a place called Sweetwater, Texas. And it was in Sweetwater he fell in love with a woman named Molly Brennan. And she was a dance hall girl there, and, and uh, it seemed to be the, 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 they were both smitten with each other. And uh, the bad part was that there was an army sergeant named King who was very jealous. Uh, he wanted Molly for himself, and one night he's, uh, he, he was drunken, staggering down the street, and he saw through a window of a saloon that Bat and Molly were dancing together, and he was enraged. And he burst into the saloon, took out his gun, and fired at Bat, hitting him. Uh, Bat was on his weight staggering, hadn't fall, completely fallen, and uh, King went to shoot him again, and Molly threw herself in front of Bat, took the bullet, and was killed. And as he was going to the floor, Bat took out his gun and killed Sergeant King. Uh, Bat should have died himself. It was a very serious wound to the groin. Somehow, probably because of his great, strong constitution, he survived. He would always walk with a limp, and because of that, with a cane. Uh, many people believe uh, that that's how Bat got his name, that he used the cane as a bat as kind of like a weapon. But actually, uh, he had been born Bartholomew Masterson, and his younger siblings could not pronounce Bartholomew, so it was shortened to Bat. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Bat found his way to Dodge City when he was recuperated. And uh, when he got there, he found uh, an old friend of his, a fellow he had first encountered when he was a buffalo hunter, a man named Wyatt Earp. Wyatt was not long in Dodge City. He had taken a job as the assistant marshal. And uh, he was looking to recruit other uh, men for the police force. And so uh, Bat and one of his brothers, uh, Ed, eventually joined the force, became deputies there. And that was the beginning of of, uh, Wyatt and Bat not only continuing what they each called each other being best friends, but uh, being employed to tame the wickedest city in the American West, uh, Dodge City. And uh, they had each other's back. It was very, I think it really made a difference uh, that they were best friends because 
They looked out for each other. There was one time when the outlaw Clay Allison came to town gunning for Wyatt Earp, and he secretly employed several Texas cowboys to uh, shoot Wyatt in the back to make sure this wasn't a fair fight. And uh, when the confrontation was about to begin, those cowboys found when they looked behind them that there was Bat Masterson with a shotgun trained on them. So they decided not to pursue that confrontation, and everybody left town, and Bat and Wyatt were, were safe and sound after that. But there are a number of uh, uh, anecdotes in my book, uh, Dodge City, the Wickedest Town in the American West, about uh, Bat and Wyatt uh, as, as uh, best friends and lawmen together. Uh, Bat was only 22 years old when he was elected the sheriff of Ford County, and that's the county that included Dodge City. So with Wyatt being the de facto head marshal in Dodge City, Wyatt and Bat were the law. They led the the law enforcement effort of what was the town going through a great number of changes where they were trying to de-escalate the violence and make it a safe place for people to live. Uh, Whenever there was a train robbery, a stagecoach robbery, a murder, horse thievery, anything else like that going on, uh, depending on whose jurisdiction it was, Wyatt would get up a posse and he would employ Bat and, and Ed Masterson and Jim Masterson and sometimes if his brother Virgil and Morgan were in town, they'd off they go. And on the other hand, if it was Ford County jurisdiction, Bat would deputize Wyatt and his brother and maybe Virgil and Morgan, and off they'd go again in search of the outlaws. And they, they really did track down all kinds of murderers and horse thieves and brought them back uh, before a judge for, for justice. Uh, at one point, Ed Masterson uh, was the marshal of Dodge City. And uh, one of the most uh, poignant anecdotes in the book is when Ed uh, was confronting a bunch of uh, Texas cowboys who had guns, and they were firing them off in one of the saloons. You're not supposed to have guns in the Dodge City limits. And uh, Ed confronted them and said, give me your guns. Instead, one of them shot Ed. And as Ed is staggering away, that's when the bat just happened to come around the corner. He saw the cowboys who had just uh, shot his brother. He whipped his uh, pistols out and killed two of them. Uh, and re- arrested the rest. Uh, unfortunately, Ed Masterson was mortally wounded. He died, and what turned out to be the biggest funeral in Dodge City was held. Um, Bat eventually left Dodge City. He got restless again. Uh, he was wandering the expanding West. Uh, he was lawman in, in Colorado and Arizona. Uh, he uh, did some prospecting. Uh, he was scouted again. He did all kinds of things. He just had this wanderlust. And when he uh, was operating this vaudeville theater in Colorado, there was a troupe came in, and one of the dancers uh, enticed him, and they started seeing each other, and uh, her name was Emma, and uh, they got married, and they would be married for the rest of Bat's life, another 30-something years. Um, When Bat turned 50, he wrote a letter to the President of the United States. Now, this wasn't just any old letter to the President of the United States. Bat had befriended uh, Theodore Roosevelt when Theodore Roosevelt was a rancher in the Dakotas. And he said to the president, I'm I'm turning 50. I'm scared some young punk is going to come along and try and enhance his own reputation by gunning me down. And Roosevelt said, well, come on to New York. I'll make you the deputy U.S. Marshal of New York. That was good enough for Bat. He and Emma got on a train, landed in New York City. And for a couple of years, he was the federal marshal, deputy marshal of New York City. But he was approached by a man named Joseph Lewis, who ran the New York Morning Telegram, the daily newspaper there. And Bat had dabbled in writing. He had published some stories about some of his adventures and people he had known. And and, uh, Lewis said to him, well, what what do you think about being a newspaper man? And Bat said, I think that might be very interesting. Let's see how I do. And Bat spent the next 15 years of his life as a rather celebrated New York City newspaper reporter and columnist. Uh, His beats included Broadway, boxing, baseball, uh, 
pretty much whatever he felt like writing about. And uh, he would uh, usually end each day holding court at one of the Midtown saloons in New York and tell stories, spin yarns. Uh, he repeatedly sold a Colt 45 that had 26 notches on it, representing every man he had killed. He had only killed three during his career, but uh, there were always somebody in town saying, I will pay you whatever you want for that Colt 45. And Bat would eventually sell it to him when the price got high enough. Uh, Bat uh, enjoyed being a newspaper man. Damon Runyon was one of his protégés at the Morning Telegram, and many years later, Runyon would write a collection of stories uh, that became the musical play Guys and Dolls. And if some of you remember, the main character was named Sky Masterson. That was Damon Runyon's tribute to somebody he, he idolized, uh, Bat Masterson. Bat died a journalist's death, some would think. Uh, he was writing his, a column at his office, in uh, 1921, and he typed the last sentence and slumped over his typewriter and was dead. Uh, he's buried in a cemetery in the Bronx, of all places, and he was joined there by Emma some years later. Uh, I just want to conclude with uh, going back a bit. Uh, to It's actually the very last paragraph of um, my book, Dodge City. And uh, I'll just, just read it. It's just the one paragraph. In 1910, there had been one last visit to Dodge City. Bat was returning from covering the boxing battle between Jack Johnson and Jim Jeffries in Reno, Nevada. On a July morning, the train steamed through southwest Kansas. Bat would later write in his newspaper column that during the last leg of the trip down the Arkansas River Valley from Pueblo to Dodge City, seeing the vast, grass-filled prairie he had first witnessed four decades earlier, quote, I could not help wondering at the marvelous change that had come over the country in the last 20 years. As I looked from the car window... I saw in all directions groves of trees, orchards, and fields bearing abundant crops of corn, wheat, and alfalfa. The idea that the plains of western Kansas could ever be made fertile was something I had never dreamed of. Well, Bat may not have dreamed of it, but it was because of him that the Dodge City area had become a place of civilization, you could say, that people brought and raised families and built churches and schools. Uh, it was because of Wyatt Earp and Bat Masterson and how they had tamed the wickedest town in the American West. Thanks for listening to our special Unknown History miniseries on the wickedest town in the American West. If you've enjoyed this week's story, please consider checking out my book, Dodge City, for even more tales like this one. You can pick up a copy from any book retailer or by clicking the link in the show notes below. Thank you, and I'll see you next time. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.